Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie. Tuesday morning, the 15th of December. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11 a.m. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Sinn Féin as a political party has always been part of a Republican family that included the provisional IRA. I fought against the British Army on the streets of Derry and I don't make any apology for anybody about that. The late Martin McGuinness and many other members of Sinn Féin had unapologetically volunteered for the IRA but 15 years ago the campaign finally ended. My name is Shannon Walsh. I'm a Republican ex-prisoner and I've been asked by the leadership of Ogilvy and Ahern to read the following statement. The leadership of Ogilvy and Ahern has formally ordered an end to the armed campaign. This will take effect from 4pm this afternoon. All IRA units have been ordered to dump arms. All volunteers have been instructed to assist the development of purely political and democratic programs through exclusively peaceful means. Volunteers must not engage in any other activities whatsoever. The IRA had left the stage. They haven't gone away, you know. Comments like Jerry Adams' one there or Mary Lou MacDonald's up at the Ra have resulted in Sinn Féin reps taking questions about an armed campaign up to the very day. Brian Stanley's recent tweet about Kilmichael and Warren Point has resulted in an outburst of criticism, so much so that the TD is to make a statement today to the doll. The Taoiseach says he should apologise. Apologies in my own personal view, is that they should stop. It's history, and people need to learn their history. And let's, let's not start burying it and blame one side against the other. That's Sinn Féin TD Martin Brown speaking to Tip FM last week. Let's talk uh, to Imelda Munster, who's a Sinn Féin TD for Loud and Me, the East Now. And a very good morning to you once again, Imelda Munster, and thanks uh, for joining us. What is Brian Stanley going to say to the doll today? I don't actually know is the honest truth of it. Um, It'll be up to Brian himself to decide. I wasn't talking to him uh, yesterday, so 
I, do, I genuinely don't know what he what he will say. I'm sure he, he's going to say similar to what he's said. You know that he's apologised if that tweet caused offence. And um, other than that, I don't know. Will he be supporting, uh, or will he be apologising for his uh, support uh, for the IRA? I don't know, Mike. I literally, have to wait and see what he what he says. Um, I, I I genuinely don't know, and that's the answer. I'm not going to make stuff up. Mm. Um, I don't know. Clearly, he speaks himself. As I said, I wasn't talking to him, um, and so I'm not aware of what he what he plans to say. But we'll know soon enough. Um, I suppose he's had enough time to think about it, uh, being at home for the last week. Well, yes. I mean. Brian, as I said before, Brian Stanley is probably one of the most genuine down-to-earth people you could meet. Um, he's all his life, he's worked for people's rights and he's, he's a kind of a, in a very inoffensive type person um, and genuine, as I say, and, you know, he speaks very softly and all that type of thing. And I think, you know, what's coming at him now is he's probably never experienced anything like that before um so you know i don't know what he's going to say today about it well he's not going to answer any questions is he so there's not going to be that much coming at him well no there's no there's no provision for that in the doll standing orders you know and that was clarified by the karen corlier um at a meeting of the business committee last week there, there you know mm. it's it's ministers and government that um have to answer questions because they're the one implementing policies. They're the ones that, you know, opposition parties hold to account because because of their policies, mm. etc. But people listening um, but will ask, no why, why, why did Helen... opposition TD, you know, to, yeah. to answer questions. Okay, but uh, I'm sure um, people listening will ask, why is it that Helen McEntee had to come before the doll at the insistence of Sinn Féin and answer questions? And because Brian she's Sanders a minister and, and um, she's the minister in charge and it was under her remit that that came about. That's that's the difference. It's a very peculiar position, though, isn't it, uh, for a TD to be asked by the Taoiseach yeah. to apologise? Well, I mean, it's Brian has already apologised. Look, I'm going to be very straight up about this as, as I normally am. This is this is not about anything necessarily that Brian Stanley said or anyone else. This is it's all stemming from the polls, mm. and that's what it's stemming from. And that's just been straight up and out out front with that. It's about the polls. Fianna Fáil and Sh- or Fianna Gael rather and Sinn Féin are neck and neck in the polls. Fianna Gael can't handle it. They're looking to get a way of attacking Sinn Féin. They, I mean, it was recently in the paper that they were hiring mm. people for their research team and they asked those applicants to write draft attack or to draft mm. attacks on Sinn Féin as part of their application process. I mean, where in God's name would you hear that sort of thing? I think there might be some truth in that. what I think there might be some truth in what you're saying. Uh, what about the calculation, though, that is being made by the government parties? Uh, because uh, they're obviously assuming that if uh, they can link Sinn Féin to the IRA, that it'll hurt Sinn Féin, um, which uh, in itself seems like an odd calculation. Uh, is that what they're trying to do? And will it hurt Sinn Féin if it's successful? No, I think. I mean, people the length and breadth of Ireland know that there's been a, a peace process in place for almost two decades now, if not longer, mm-hmm. um, and that Sinn Féin were to the fore, to the fore in bringing that peace process about, and we supported it and pushed for it wholeheartedly. And they know that, and they've thrown everything at us, 
outcome in the run-up to every single election. And people will also be aware, people see right through them now, um, they see them coming a mile up the road. Mm. They know that they just ferociously attack Sinn Féin in the run-up to an election and all their concerns, whether it's the Irish Republican Army or anything else, yeah. and the day after the election, the votes counted, there's not a peep out of okay, but me, me, all those me, things that they were... Many of our older listeners, I'm sorry for cutting across you, mm. but many of our older listeners will be wondering, wh- why the history lesson? Uh, but there's a, a lot of people uh, who are of a voting age now, uh, for that matter, who won't remember this very recent history, uh, whether it's uh, the ceasefires or the Good Friday Agreement in 98, or when the IRA left the stage, as we heard, uh, announced there by Shanna Walsh uh, in 2005. Uh, I mean, a lot of uh, the very young voters uh, won't realise that Sinn Féin uh, was the political wing of the provisional IRA. Uh, I'm not sure that that matters to them, uh, but uh, that would appear to be the calculation that uh, the government parties are making. Yes, but I mean... It's, it's, do, you think, do you think, though, that young people uh, don't realise that and that they may look on Sinn Féin differently if they were to understand uh, the links between the two? No, of course, young people know, know the history um, and the, the history of their country and they know that every political party came out of conflict. And that God, if they didn't know before the last election and the election before that and the one before that again with the amount of... Um, attacks on Sinn Féin, you know, people know full well what uh, the establishment parties are at when they, when they attack Sinn Féin, they know rightly. And it's all about, with Fianna Gael at the minute, and Fianna Fáil have gone quiet because they're in no man's land at the minute, but they, they would always ferociously attack Sinn Féin too. But it's all about, as I said, it's about the polls and it's about power. And they know that the last time people right across the state voted for change and they saw the mandate that they'd given to, to Sinn Féin and they've realised from the polls Fine Gael have realised from the polls that Sinn Féin are still gaining support and that the momentum is still building behind Sinn Féin and this is a desperate, desperate attempt So why apologise Why apologise from their failed policies too I Why apologise for where you came from? Well I never have But it has Brian Stanley I don't, I don't know Mike, I said that to you. I, I honestly no, has he, when he apologised? Oh. Was he apologising for where he came from? Well, I don't, I don't think so, but you'd have to ask Brian that. He apologised if the tweet had caused offence. Mm. You know, um, but, I mean, as I said to you previously, there were two facts. They happened. You know, the, mm. those things happened. And, and I mean, you, are we going to pretend, or are you not going to allow people to have free speech within, you know, within mm. reason? I mean... And do you agree then with Martin Brown that it's time to stop the apologies and to, to get to the business of truth and reconciliation? Of, co- of course. Of course it's time. I mean, we've been in the process. We've been calling for a truth and reconciliation commission to be set up since the peace process. And the government have, have done damn all about it. And then they, when they come out and attack us, yet when we're asking them, well, hold on, if you want to truly bring an end mm. to conflict and have conflict resolution, then support the truth and reconciliation. Yeah, well, I think process. there's... The, I think there's the, 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 they're not the, interested in that. All they're interested in is a way and a means to attack Sinn Féin. That's okay, but I think there's caution because of a fear that it could stir it all up again. If people come along and well, say, look, I was responsible for this bomb and I shot that man and so on, that could... Uh, but, I mean, there was a very successful truth and reconciliation process in South Africa. Hmm. And there are other examples throughout the world. Now, if the government want to use the armed struggle as a stick to beat Sinn Féin, with, and they're saying 
you know, looking for people to apologise for this, that and the other, yet they're not interested in having a truth and reconciliation process set up, then what does that say about them? They're as hollow as be damned. That's what it says to me. Mm. And and would all members of Sinn Féin um, cooperate with uh, such a process? If a commission was said to be set up uh, where uh, there was no uh, criminal consequence um, I presume that's what well, you're talking about, that people yeah, could come forward and say, I was involved in this, I was a member of that, I did this. Uh, I, um but just Sinn Féin has said that all along. Mm. That's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen if we're truly to bring, you know, reconciliation on the island. And that, that's, the, that's the way forward. And if the government were not as shallow as they were, they would agree to that. But at the minute, they're just held. And it, it's, you know, the, the thing is with them, and I said it before, they just... They're so caught up in the bubble and desperate to hold on to power that they don't want real change, the change that Sinn Féin promised in the last election, that this is what they're at now, that, that they're literally trying to smear Sinn Féin and, and attack us from all angles. Mm. And, you know, and the, week of that, the week prior to that, they refused to pay student nurses who worked on mm. the front line. That's what I was wondering the about the younger voters. Would they associate no. your party with issues like that rather than uh, the armed no, conflict? Uh, and when you talk about a truth and reconciliation process, mm. you'd have to ask yourself, uh, would Sinn Féin realistically uh, cooperate with such a commission if it didn't have a guarantee that the British government would come forward and talk about its uh, involvement, including uh, with uh, loyalist paramilitaries or if the Irish government had anything to say in terms of, of its role in the conflict, if it had one at any stage uh, and so on and so forth and that there would be full yeah. full cooperation of loyalist paramilitaries and their political supporters for that matter. Which it has to be otherwise I mean mm. what's the point in having half-truths mm. if you're going to build long-term permanent yeah, but A lot of people would say good luck with that. All of that. Well I mean if, if the government here are as concerned as they make out they are mm. Then there should be, they should have no fear of that. Yeah, you but know, Arlene no Foster last week was saying that the Irish government were involved in a lot of uh, killings in Northern Ireland and so on. I mean, good luck with that, getting everybody to cooperate and for everybody to be satisfied that everybody has told the truth and the full truth and nothing but the truth. Well, you have to, I mean, as I said, if you're going to bring about lasting peace mm. and reconciliation, you have to be prepared to do that. I mean, we're talking about past tense. So, you know, it's not as if it's current and people are mm. fearful of, of this, that and the other. It's past tense. And if you truly want to build recon- reconciliation on the island, then you have to be up and prepared to do that. And we've called for that from day one and we've just met resistance from okay. day one or reluctance to well, do from day one. But whatever Brian Stanley says today, um, it is my opinion that it's not going to end after the state the statement that they're going to come back into the committees and start it again because all they're doing is just trying to attack, attack, attack. Well, we heard Martin Brown there a few moments ago and uh, there's been calls for him to come in front of the doll and make a statement. And I mean, last week, Mm -hmm. I think, if if it was Martin Brown's first, and they're, they're coming after chairs of committees, Sinn Féin chairs of committees as well, it should be noted, but um, they're, they're trawling through Sinn Féin TD's social media accounts as we speak. Um, well, there's no harm in that. Well, I mean... You know, I mean, you, you have know, to stand over yeah, it, your actions. Yeah, that's, like, I mean, that's fair mm, enough. Mm, but, I mean, mm. you're, you're passing homeless people in the street 
coming up through the ah, yeah, city that's centre politics. every day. I'm sure Sinn Féin is trolling through. I'm sure Sinn Féin in fairness is trolling through other people's accounts well, as well. I, or I if don't you, know where it, they get the time. I well, don't get the time. Um, well, if you're politically astute, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll learn well, that if, game if pretty look, quickly. If you've, mm-hmm. if you've um, something, you know, if, you've, if you're looking to do it for devilment or political tactics, you would do it if you had the time to do it. But that's all they're hell-bent on doing at the minute and nothing else. And that's why I say they're going to continue with this. They're going to come into the committees. It was Martin Brown's first committee as chair. And I'd imagine Martin was, was, you know, that morning or the day before concentrating on how he'd worked the committee. Ah, uh, yeah, but it was the know, first time that people got to ask him about his interview on Tip FM, in fairness, at the same well, time. Okay. fair enough. And yes, yes, and I'll always say that if there's questions to be asked, you have to answer them. You okay. Know, I'm not saying that in the least. I'm just saying this is not about what Brian Stanley said or what Martin Brown said or anyone else said. This okay. is about the polls and about their desperate attempt to deflect from their own failed policies and to attack Sinn Féin to try and smear Sinn Féin. That's the, the, the start and the end of it. Nothing else in between. Okay, and uh, we'll uh, hear more undoubtedly throughout the day and possibly beyond because uh, Brian Stanley is uh, due to make that statement to, to the doll today. Yeah. Uh, but before you leave us, uh, can we ask you about RD and the rate of coronavirus there? We were talking about this on the programme yesterday. Eamon Dunleer uh, was wondering uh, if it could be renamed Corona Town because the virus is so rampant in RD at the moment. Uh, he says uh, he thinks that the local people... Uh, would object to it. Uh, Tractor was in touch with us as well when we were talking about this uh, on the programme yesterday and she said that from the very beginning when she heard that the testing centre was going there, the case numbers in the area were going to increase. It it was obvious and she can't understand why Drogheda, considering the population doesn't have a a testing centre of its own, it's just not right that everyone has to go to RD from all of Louth and uh, she lives close to RD and went into the town one morning recently before half nine in the morning. She couldn't believe how packed it was uh, and she found it hard to get a, a parking space. Uh, I think she thinks that's down to some degree to the amount of people who are coming into RD from Dundalk, from Drogheda and all corners of uh, the county to be tested for coronavirus. The rate now uh, at 205 per 100,000 of uh, the population. It's the fourth worst rate in uh, the country after two areas in Donegal and Clare Morris. Uh, and that's a rate of 205 per 100,000 of uh, the population in the RD electoral area, the local electoral area. So it's not just the town. Uh, and uh, it compares to uh, practically no coronavirus in the area before the testing centre was established. Uh, this, like Peter Fitzpatrick, is something you and other local TDs were predicting. Well, yeah, but it, I had pushed for the testing centre to be in Drogheda to stop people having to travel. But I, I don't know, Mike, if I could say hand on heart that it's because of the testing centre. And I mean that, um, you know, sincerely, you, there's, because how would you say, I suppose the RDLEA covers, you know, from RD to Monaster Boyce mm. and Cullen and um, Castle Bellingham mm. and south of Carrick, Killani and that sort of yeah, area. It's yeah. quite an expansive area. But um, it's not the only area in Loud that has um, positive cases. But there doesn't seem to, there's no scientific evidence of to give specific reasons as to the cause in RD. And I don't know, this is what I'm trying to say, I don't know if anyone, you know, who's 
who's responsible enough to go for a test, whether they've, they've, they fear they're displaying symptoms or they've been in close contact, would actually go, you know, go off and have a meal in a town centre. If you're genuinely concerned and worried and mm. responsible enough to have the test, you'd go get the test and you'd go straight home. And what do you do when you're waiting you on the bus? The well, I mean, you could be waiting two hours for the bus. Well, that's the other, that's the other thing too. And I had, that's the point that I had argued. Two hours waiting for the bus in the lashing yeah. rain. That, that's you the know, point I had argued mm, with the government. Mm. You know, that people were, how, how crazy it was that people were forced to use public transport to, to get to um, a COVID testing centre to be tested for COVID and sitting on public transport. But in relation to people actually, you know, deliberately going into the, the town area and having a coffee or a meal. I, I just don't know if... Killing time. Why. I mean, there's no bus. But I know in relation to people that have to use a bus, mm. but most people um, are travelling in cars, and that's government's fault again, that they didn't okay. put it, um, mm. a yeah. testing centre in, in each area, you know, to cover, to cover for this. Mm. But um, I was speaking to somebody who had a test there recently, very recently, the testing centre in RD and they, they drove in and they said there were three spaces between each car and there was somebody there and you walked in one door and you were no more than five minutes and you walked out the other door and the only person people they encountered were the, the okay. testers okay. there, you know, mm. and that they literally came straight back out the other door, saw nobody else there in that, in that short period of time and straight back into their car and gone. All right, maybe it is a coincidence, uh, but uh, the rate has gone from nothing to through the roof. Very, very worrying. You know, it's very, very worrying, and and particularly in the run-up to Christmas, you know, um, it's just something, it's just not going away anywhere. You know, I've I've a sister living in Holland, and they've gone into lockdown. There were 10,000 cases, Mm. positive cases, each day for the last two or three days, she said. Yeah. Look at London, look at Germany. Germany. London, yeah. now they're saying yeah. there's a new strain of the virus. Mm. You know, that's, it's, just, it's not going away and it's extremely worrying as we're coming up to Christmas okay. and people are dying to see family members. And Freudian slip know. there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we leave it there for the yeah. moment. Thank All you right, very okay. much indeed uh, for right, joining right. us. Out. That's uh, Sinn Féin TD for Louth and East Mead, uh, Melda Munster. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.